Welcome to 10 to 1, the podcast where we used to make top 10 lists about everything. And for once, we're doing it again. Uh, more like top fives, right? We're doing we're all doing top fives. I think well, we're doing top fives. Wait a second, because I let's actually hash this out. I'm Ben right. Devono. Let, let them introduce us. Okay. Yeah, Ben and Matt. I have we haven't podcasted since um not since I've been in Minnesota. So that's so that's uh that's for our listeners. I went to Minnesota. And uh then technical mishaps and we haven't podcasted. And now we're back. All right. You were you've been heavily featured on the Sci-Fi Christian podcast uh, when you were here in Minnesota. Yeah, that's right. That was fun. It was fun. I'm glad you visited. Now I don't understand what this episode is about, so let me... You said we each had to have a top five list. But you did make a top five. Well, not exactly. So, I was sent your Melissa's top five list, Brian, and then Matt had five, but they all had to be different movies. So, I had to choose five Christmas movies that weren't on yours, so that wouldn't actually be my top five list. Right. So, here was here's what you were supposed to do, Ben. We all contributed five movies, and maybe we can read those off here in a second. And they were movies that, A, we liked, or B, we were interested in checking out. Yes. And then from that pool of 20, we're all making our top lists. Oh, I see. Okay. Regardless of whether you contributed the movie to the Glad we could clear this up right now. So from the the pool of 20, we're supposed to pick our favorite five? Yeah. Yeah. And did you did you happen to hear Matt and I's discussion about Christmas movies versus Christmas time movies? We did, and we, can, we can talk. We can talk about that a little bit, but I don't want the whole episode to be. But specifically, that argument by Christmas movies by any definition of Christmas movie we so choose. Yes, and what I did was of these twenty movies, what which five do I like best? But if you want to rank them on Christmassiness, that's also fine. I know we're not going to talk, Brian. You said you don't want to talk about it a lot. That's fine. I won't go too much into it. I've been thinking about that conversation Ben and I had a few weeks back a lot. And I think I've come to the conclusion that there's really no Christmas movies. <laughs> no, every, every, every story that's a Christmas movie. What a horrible thing. <laughs> just, just hear me all the way out. Most Christmas movies are screenplays that just turn them into a Christmas movie that they weren't it wasn't necessarily the original intention or it could be taken out and it wouldn't change the story that much however this is my final thought on this I think you just kind of know if it's a Christmas movie I think well I had something to add I was quickly say there are Christmas movies but you just have to kind of know that they're Christmas movies it's a feel it's a good test of whether or not you're human I don't know a lot, Ben, because you tried to make like a a criteria. I don't no, know no, 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 no. Wait that. a second. This all started because you didn't like one of the entries on the list, yeah. and I had to defend it. And and that you know that's what led to the discussion. So so you know, when you point one finger, you're pointing five back. Because <laughs> you have six Four fingers. Back. Yeah. No. And and Ben's criterion. <laughs> and Ben's criterion. I agree with. <laughs> if Christmas is an important part of the plot, it's a Christmas movie. I think is kind of where you were going. Yeah, and, it's kind of almost never an important part of the plot. Is what I realized. No, well, 
Well, literally about Jesus. Okay. Let's talk about this as we go to each individual movie. Hang on, hang on. I I want to say my part real quick. Um, I think for it to be count as a Christmas movie, it should have a focus on family or on like things that really matter in life. Um, as opposed to, and, and like the best Christmas movies are people getting their eyes off of stuff and focusing on, on, on moments and time with, with the people that really matter to them and stuff. Hmm. So I think that's, Hey, he lives in a cave with dog. I, I dispute your death. <laughs> You just kind of know. You just have to know. You just kind of you. It's just like when you fall in love. You just know. Like sometimes you're watching a Christmas movie and you just have to know. Yep, this is. You just feel it. So do we want to go through the list first, and then we can each rank them? Because I imagine there's going to be some of the twenty that aren't going to make anybody's top five. Right. Right. So let's just read. Yeah, you want to start, Ben? What were the five that you contributed, and then Matt? Well, I kind of went back and forth a little bit um, because I was critiqued um, unfairly. But I, I started with uh, Rare Exports, which I saw a number of years ago, and I remember liking it. But it's not, you know, it's not anybody's top five movie. It's kind of an evil Santa movie. <laughs> then I went with Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence, which I've seen once, and uh, it has David Bowie in it. I love David Bowie as an actor, by the way. He's so good. Yeah, underrated. What part did he play? He's I the... Think he was Mr. Lawrence. Oh, okay. No, he's not, <laughs> actually. Oh, he, he's the... I only see once. He's the one that betrayed his, betrayed his brother when he was... Yeah. That's not really a Christmas movie at all. It's more of a <laughs> POW movie, but... Hey, no, same and that line of dialogue is in the movie. So. Yes. Uh, I went with the Grinch, the cartoon version. Uh, from the, like, 60s. Oh, yeah, the Boris Karloff yep. voiceover. The only Grinch you need. Um, number two for me was Ingmar Bergman's best movie he ever made, Fanny and Alexander, which not the whole movie is not set at Christmas, but if you watch the TV version, which is the only version you should watch, five hours uh, the first hour and change is set at the family Christmas party. It's just a masterpiece. And then my number one was Eyes Wide Shut, which, you know, where that ranks is going to depend on if we go with top five Christmas movies or top five movies from this list. But Eyes Wide Shut is very much set at Christmas. <laughs> All right. Which, which were your five, Matt? All right. Well, like Ben was saying, I picked mine after you guys presented your five each. So these would be my exact favorite five, but here are the five I had left over after yours were done. Number one, Elf. Number two, Die Hard. Number three, A Charlie Brown Christmas. Number four, 1947 version of Miracle on 34th Street. And number five, from the year 2000, sorry, Nicolas Cage, The Family Man. All right. Do you want my elf hot take? No, not yet. <laughs> Surely that'll make someone's top five, and you can rant about it then. <laughs> it's good. I added It's a Wonderful Life, The Muppet Christmas Carol, A Christmas Story, 1983, which uh, neither Melissa nor I had seen, uh, We're No Angels, 
and Scrooged with a D, the Bill Murray Scrooge movie. You were able to present your top five first. So are those your five favorite Christmas movies? No. Nope. And those, we'll do our, what's that? What are those five? Well, I think that's what we're about to do. Uh, what are the, how did I pick those five though? I'd never seen a Christmas story and that felt like one that I, I needed to watch. And the other four were ones I liked. Okay. Scrooged, I knew I needed to, to rewatch. You know, it's not going to make my top five, but A Muppet Christmas Carol is a is a great movie. It is good. Yeah, that's going to... Uh, yeah, we'll talk about that one. All right, Melissa, what were the last five? All right, my five were Scrooge, the 1970 musical... Uh, White Christmas, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation I'd never seen, so I wanted to check it out. You've Got Mail, and A Very Murray Christmas I picked because it's got Bill Murray, and I needed a fifth movie that had not been taken. (laughs) Let me just take this opportunity to say how there's going to be some complaints in this episode. I'm probably going to be mean and have to apologize after. But I'm so proud of all of us that nobody put love actually on <laughs> That movie is trash. I've looked up I've looked up the plot of it and not been interested in it. I got to watch it. It's horrible. I love that movie. It's horrible. <laughs> actually, I like it. Do we want to go like five to one? I was thinking maybe. Right. I was thinking maybe it would be. Maybe we should do one person at a time, five to one. Is that less confusing this time? Let's try it out. Let's try it out. We'll do. We'll do. uh, Let's go oldest to youngest. We'll reverse it. Is that me? So that's. All right, Grandpa. That's you, Matthew. All right. Well, everybody, I just want. Your listeners to know, Cozers, that nobody was more committed to this episode than me. I do. You are right. I believe it. Out of the 20 movies that we just read, I watched 17 of them. Hey, that's about how many we saw, too. The four that I skipped were all from Ben's list. I tried. tried, Wait, did you say Bad Santa? No. That was in my original list. Oh. Okay, well, then I... Wow, okay, I did pretty good then. So, yeah, I didn't watch Eyes Wide Shut, I didn't watch Fanny and Alexander, and I didn't watch Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence. Otherwise, I watched all the rest of the movies, and some I'm really happy I did. And we can talk about that as we get going here. I, I'm disappointed that you, and I understand it's long, but at some point you should want to, I think you would enjoy Fanny and Alexander. Am I allowed to, should I just give up my five, or can I give some some takes on some things? Or, like when you bring up movies later, for example, what if right. Comes up and I have thoughts on Christmas vacation. How, yeah, how about you do no, no, your, no, your do your five? You don't get to find on on other lists. <laughs> I know we get to this. I just have some thoughts, and I'm afraid it's not going to go up. I'll give my five, and we'll go from there. We'll cover anything right. at the end we missed, if we have time. Ben, will you give me the countdown? Five. You've got mail. Oh, I love you've got mail. This is one of my favorite movies. Period. You know, it's based on a classic. How, yeah, Shop I know, around, around the corner. corner. I like that. Why too. don't we just watch that? <laughs> I like that. I like you've got mail. All right, Ben, go ahead. No, no, no. You're doing... Oh, sorry. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Down. Four. Die Hard. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Three. It's a Wonderful Life. Classic. Mm-hmm. Thank you. 
Two, Elf, what you hate, I love. <laughs> Your second favorite movie is Elf. You'd say Elf is a better movie. Than Die Hard. Die Hard and It's a Wonderful Life. This is my list. I know that, but I'm. this is angry opinion Elf. about Elf is a, a, is an awful movie. Just watch with my Elf is, is trash. I'm glad the next generation is starting Elf to Elf is it. the Walmart of Christmas movies. <laughs> I'm always into it. Number one, White Christmas. My favorite Christmas movie, White Christmas. Matt, and, of the 20 movies, and I ranked all 20. Um, no, I mean of the 17 that we watched. Because uh, we didn't get around to Eyes Wide Shut, Fanny and Alexander. And I don't feel like Charlie Brown and Christmas really is and a, a movie for adults to watch. Anyway, well, no, we just didn't get around to it. We've been crazy busy. Um, but Elf is my second to last on the list. How can you love this movie? You've got this child that falls in love with a grown woman and she goes with him. This is, this is, it's a child living in a man's body and it's so awkward and disturbing. Like, there's so much wrong with this movie. I think it was Harvey Weinstein, the producer on this. I think you read something into it that wasn't there. (laughs) This sounds awful. I think I'm morally outraged. I can't morally abide Elf. Anyway, yeah, I won't defend that. I know it's polarizing. I love it. And I just watched it with my kids this last weekend, and now they're starting to love it. So I, I, I feel like this is a new Anderson family tradition. I don't hate right. Elf. <laughs> it's rare that Brian and it's, Matt agree. It's fine. It, it's fine. All right. So Wait, oldest to youngest. How old are you, Brian? We're both 34. Yeah. Okay, you so are. I'm, I'm up. I'm up next. I'll do it for you. Number five. Well, I did rank this in two different ways because I ranked as my top five just as movies, but then I did rank it as Christmas movies. All right, let's so just do the Christmas version. I like the other version. <laughs> the, other version. Number five. Uh, the Grinch. How the Grinch stole Christmas. What it. it? You know, Boris Karloff, yeah. and it's it's basically just him reading Doctor Seuss. Yeah. But man, what a what a great movie. You got, you know, Max the dog. You got, I love the way he was, like, slithering around. You know, I love The Grinch. Did you know that they just published a sequel to it? I have no in, interest in reading it because you don't need no. that. No, I haven't. Heard He's that. carving that roast beef at the end. Yeah, roast beef. That's true. So, true story about The Grinch. Uh, we videotaped this, you know, back when you would videotape movies for your kids instead of buying them. Hmm. And so my, my mom videotaped this, but she screwed it up or somehow it got screwed up. So it was like five minutes in the middle that I never saw until I was an adult. Wow. I didn't know we were, supposed to, we were able to go on and about each of our movies. Well, I, I'd like to, I'd like no, to say no, something no, about no, White Christmas. This is my list. This is my list. <laughs> Let's go back to my list. No, <laughs> this is interesting. You might like this, man. Uh, you know, White Christmas is my number one Christmas movie now. But I didn't see it until about 10 years ago. And the first time I watched it was not at Christmas time. I watched it during spring break. But from what I hear, it's not much of a Christmas movie. Still love yeah. It. Love, it. I love the music. Love the story. Great Christmas movie. All right. Back to your number four. Uh, Die Hard. Yeah. I, mean, I, I do. I, will, I don't care if Die Hard's a Christmas movie or not. There's movies that just feel good to watch around Christmas. Yeah, this is one of them. It does feel good. I... I would say this, in general, is one of the best action movies that exist. Yes. And I watched it recently, I think last year, the year before, like either Christmas night or the day after Christmas. 
that, so good. I've watched it on Christmas the last five or six years. Wow. Last year, I introduced my older kids to it. You know, it does have a Christmas feel. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Oh, ho, ho. Yeah. Tom's <laughs> uh, group falling off the Nakatobi Plaza. Just fantastic. Number three. It. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life. Love it. Wow. We're it, right on the second uh, page. Jimmy Stewart. Uh, what? It's just, it's a wonderful movie. Hmm. You know, it's funny. You, you know the history of this movie, right? Like, totally bombed yeah, yeah, in the yes, box office. Yes. It was forgotten for decades. Yes. The, it, it was in it public domain. Yes. And then all of a sudden, syndication saved it. And, made, and then now, Jimmy Stewart, to most people, uh, he's most known for this movie. After a, a career of successes, this movie that bombed becomes his most famous it's film. It's crazy. Yeah. Number two. Uh, Fanny and Alexander. Number what? one. Hang on a second. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, you'd actually like Fanny and This is Ingmar Bergman's. I mean, he has so many masterpieces, but uh, you know how Persona and Seven Seal are just this masterpiece of black and white. Like Ingmar Bergman uh, in Fanny and Alexander, it's his masterpiece of color. Like it is such an incredible movie. Uh, it's a, a movie that you never forget the first time you watch it. I I adore this movie. It's so, so good. Do you want to tease what it's about? I have no idea what it's even about. Big, sprawling Swedish family drama. Oh, yeah. Okay. Pretty uh, typical. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number one for me, another movie I watch every Christmas season, Eyes Wide Shut. <laughs> because, Are you really serious? No, I do. Every like, Christmas. Every you're Christmas. Like, got the pop in Eyes Wide Shut. <laughs> because it's so perfect. Like, it's... It's haunting, and it's dark, but it's also, like, some of it is the way that Kubrick uh, films shots. Like, going back to Barry Lyndon, you have all these candlelit things, and he does something very similar in Eyes Wide Shut, but using Christmas lights. And so it, it creates this haunting atmosphere. And, like, this time of year, I walk into a dark room just lit by Christmas light. Instantly reminds me of Eyes Wide Shut. It's an incredible film. I I uh, adore it. So instead of a nice, cozy feeling when you walk into a room that's lit lit by the gentle glow of Christmas lights, you get this haunted feeling. That doesn't sound good. Well, watch the movie. I mean, the the movie theoretically is about... uh, It's a strong defense of the traditional family and the many Christmas values of marriage. You're the one who brought our family, Melissa. You were actually talking anyway, me into it the other night when we were listening to your episode, when you were trying to talk, talk Matt into it. And it was funny. We were out. We were out to eat at a restaurant, and on the way over, we started listening to the episode. And I was like, "Yeah, I'm good without ever watching Eyes Wide Shut," because Brian had told me a little bit about the the really keynote moments in that movie, what it's known for. And then after we fin- came out of the restaurant, we finished listening to you guys. And I was like, yeah, I could watch it. Maybe we could watch that. <laughs> yeah, you could definitely watch. You're a very persuasive man, Ben. Okay. If I was just ranking this as Christmas movies, Eyes Wide Shut and Die Hard because I watch them every year, then Muppet, Grinch, It's a Wonderful Life. That's well, solid. I've not seen of the movies. I haven't seen White Christmas. I haven't seen Scrooge or Scrooge or any of the Scrooges. I haven't seen You've Got Mail. I haven't seen uh, most of I And I'll just honest, I didn't watch a single movie in preparation for this episode. I apologize. <laughs> so I guess we can move on from your list then. 
I think he's one out yeah. of things to say. I think I think we are yeah, we're don't be so Okay. Yeah, and and also um yeah, we did we did run out of time for Fanny and Alexander, but I we would like to watch that one as well. So I, I think Watch the TV version, but it, you'll love it. And you can split it up easily. Okay, I do. Like, I got it from the library. I have it, right? I haven't watched it yet. How do I know if it's the TV version? or? Well, did you get the criteria version? I'll go check while Brian starts talking. I'll be back. It's okay. like three hours versus five hours. Yes. Yes. So. Okay. Well. And I left a, I didn't put a, a Christmas story on, uh, but maybe mm-hmm. that's going to make my Christmas one. I watched that for the first time last year, and I, I absolutely loved it. Yeah, this is the Criterion version. So you're saying that's five hours long right there? I'm looking at it. No, nope, you've only got the... So the Criterion set has multiple... Open it up and put this uh, in there. I'll, I'm going to return this to the library. Okay. I have multiple copies of this. Okay. The set has three discs, and you one of them, and you uh, got the wrong one. All right. So don't worry, but I'll hook you up. Okay, good, thank you. I am interested. I just didn't have time. I understand. All right. Uh, let me give my list, and then um, and then we'll keep it going. So, uh, for number five for me, I, I have uh, "We're No Angels," and you guys, uh, oh Matt, you watched this one. Ben, you have to check this one out. Yeah, it's, uh, this is right up your alley, Ben. It's Humphrey Bogart okay. and Peter Ustinov oh, okay. in a screwball comedy. Yeah, it does sound good. I had never seen it before. I watched it because of this episode. Four stars for me. Yeah, they're both both very funny. Uh, uh, it's based on a play, so it's it's kind of uh, it's got that play feel. Limited sets, but um, it's uh, three escaped convicts play like uh, guardian angels for uh, a family that they stumble upon as they're escaping they, prison. They start feeling <laughs> bad for them. Uh, so I. Yeah, I like that one a lot. Uh, we saw that for the first time this year. Uh, Die Hard number four. This one, let me say, this is a Christmas movie by the criterion of if you took Christmas out, the plot wouldn't work. Uh, so I don't know how else you have a husband, like a estranged husband and wife. And uh, so he's from New York coming to L.A. to visit an, an abandoned building except for one group of people that can then be uh, taken by these terrorists like it really only works if it's a christmas party yeah because of the christmas yeah you're right you're right that's work cool right. so we have that and and various nativity movies <laughs> <laughs> and uh i every time i watch it i flip back and forth between overrated not overrated and and i really enjoyed it this time i thought not overrated every scene works it's not too long yeah. really tight movie uh I think it- because there, it's got so many imitators, including mm. its own sequels, mm. and nobody comes close to it as well. It is just beat for beat the print version, but all the beats are are cliched and done poorly elsewhere. And we haven't seen any of the sequels, and probably few of the imitators. Will. So yeah, so we're uh, we're fresh for it. Number three. I I really liked the Christmas story. I think um wow. I think Ben you had um pretty much said on Letterbox what I what I felt. I thought maybe this was kind of a nostalgic thing and I'd never seen it as a kid. But uh really liked it. 
especially as a dad watching it, watching the the goofy dad that comes through for his kids. <laughs> I agree. Hey, I'll admit I do not like this movie. Oh, I'm surprised. Yeah, I haven't seen it for now six years. And that was the first time I saw it. Haven't seen it since. Uh, yeah, I didn't love it. I don't know. I if I had had time, I'd have rewatched it again for for tonight. But yeah, I I haven't seen this one. Yeah, this was my thirteen. I'm surprised it's your number three. I really liked it. Wow! But it's not as good as number two, The Muppet Christmas Carol, which is uh, one of the best Muppet movies. It's the best Christmas Carol adaptation. No, it's not. <laughs> it's I can't believe. Surprisingly, I mean, they read long passages from straight from the book. <laughs> the costumes. I was reading in an article uh, last week about how the costumes are closer or more accurate than a lot of like Oscar-nominated period dramas. I, I don't know who was making sure that like uh, costumes to like the year were accurate on a silly Muppet movie, but um, yeah, no. The songs, all the songs are really good, unlike White Christmas, which <laughs> is terrible songs except for White Christmas. I don't like White Christmas, by the way. Maybe Aww. maybe now's a good time to say that. <laughs> we'll have to agree. Like Number one, It's a Wonderful Life. Well, can we go back to Muppet Christmas? Go back to Muppet Christmas. Because, so, one of, you know, I, I saw this as a kid before I read the Charles Dickens book or, or you know, saw any other animation. And I'll tell you, I have always felt hated that there's only one Marley. <laughs> We're Marley and Marley is such a great song. Like, and I haven't watched it in years, but I could say most of the songs of this movie just right now. Oh, so, yep. It's so like the, 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 the old guys from the, I don't know the names, but the, the old guys from the Muppets says Marley and Marley. There should be two Marleys. Yeah. Statler and Waldorf. The, the book is a masterpiece. Yeah, I love I love Charles Dickens. I love the book, but big flaw, there needs to be two Marleys for a Christmas carol to be perfect. And this is the only version where there is. Michael Caine just being like total totally deadpan. Oh, he's fantastic. So good. You have, you know, you've got, uh, who's the little, not not Rizzo the rat, but the, there's a little mouse who's running around fetching the, the, the turkey for him at the end. <laughs> you know, you know, like, Kermit and Miss Piggy are always angry at each other, but there's such a, far, a charming uh, family in this one. Like, it's the Cratchits. You know, it's, you have Gonzo narrating it. Like, I'm sorry, but man, I should have put this on my list. The, pu- the pun of Fozzywig. Oh, yes. It's like it's like the Muppets were invented to make this. <laughs> You're right. Like, and I, like, so we have a, a theater, a, a, a Guthrie theater here in town that does you know stages. Actually, Brian, we walked right by it when you were mm-hmm. visiting it. They do the Chris, a Christmas Carol every year, and I've been a number of times. Actually, and I won't share the story now, but I owe my marriage to the fact that. Um, uh, the Guthrie does a Christmas carol every year. Um, you got to share that wow. story. Okay, we'll, start, we'll, start our, we'll start in our outro. Okay, I like it. Yeah, Sounds like good. Remind me to come back to that. But yeah, and, and, and their listeners have to come to the Sci-Fi Christmas to find out. Yeah, my marriage. Very good. 
None of my children would exist if it wasn't for a Christmas Carol, Guthrie. But you're right. Like think moments like the Fozzie Wig thing, it, they never feel quite right because it should be Fozzie Bear playing. That. <laughs> like, everything about Muppet Christmas Carol takes great source material, great source material, and improves everything. Amazing. It's amazing. The only way it cannot be my number one is because It's a Wonderful Life is the <laughs> number one. Yeah, it's a wonderful life. That box office bomb. Yep, my favorite movie of all time. Never would have seen it if uh, syndication didn't save it. It's so good. I've probably seen it over thirty times at this point. Oh, I, I do love it. Well, uh, there can be only one left. That's Melissa. I almost said, are we done? Because I forgot about you, Melissa. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Don't worry. She just had to step away, I think, to check the candied uh, pecans. Well, this is great. Maybe we can talk about I, White Christmas. No, I don't care about White Christmas right now. And these new movies I watched. So, because I'm guessing she's not going to Scrooge, the 1970 movie. Do you think? Is that in her top five? Yes. All right. She's back. All right, Melissa, we're ready for your top five. So really quick, what I want to say is it, it feels like a bit of a Christmas miracle to me that one, Ben likes the Muppets, and two, he likes them this much. Like, if ever there's a series that I would have picked as being, like, not up your alley, Ben, um, this would be, the Muppet movies would be one of them. And especially for it to be, like, this much of a love affair is incredible to me. All right, so anyway. I mean, the Muppets are great. And they're not Disney. I think hmm. they feel Disney adjacent. I don't know who owns them now. Maybe Disney owns them. Now. But it doesn't matter. Like they didn't own them then. Yeah. And even if they did, they don't own that movie. <laughs> even if they legally do. All right. So my five is we're no angels. We had started this earlier in the year, and then Brian said, "Oh, well, let's let's wait till closer to Christmas to watch it." And uh, I wasn't really liking it the first time that we watched it. Uh, and the second time, it was just fantastic. Uh, so you really got to check this out, Ben. Uh, Grinch Cartoon is my number four. Everything you guys said. Die Hard, number three. Number two, It's a Wonderful Life. And here's where I think nostalgia plays a role in what you choose as the best Christmas Carol adaptation. Mm. Because I've got nothing against uh, Muppet Christmas Carol. It's a, it's a fun little family movie. It's my number eight. It made the top ten. But Scrooge, the 1970 version starring Albert Finney, has fantastic music, fantastic acting. Uh, it <laughs> speaks to me, my inner soul. Uh, this is, without a doubt, the definitive adaptation of A Christmas Carol. Hmm. Do you mind if I sat here for a second, Melissa? I just watched this movie last night, and I'm so glad that you put it number one because I could barely stand it. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally true. I gave it three stars, kind of right in the middle. Yeah, and doesn't speak yeah. for, for pretty mad. You know what? I actually fell asleep in the middle of it. Come on, man. <laughs> no, he's such. It really captures just. It captures so well how bad of a guy he is. And then the transformation is really uh, captured well. And especially like with A Christmas Carol, I always felt like 
Um, and I've read the book and it's, it's really good, but I just feel like at the end, Scrooge has a change of heart and then that's the, it. that's it. That's the end. Whereas in, uh, the movie 1970, we've got, um, like him actually making right all the wrongs, all the people he's wronged everywhere. And yes, it's an, a bit of an extended scene and song, but it really shows the depth to which uh, he's going to go to to make completely change his life around, and you don't get that in the book. So for you, you need two Marleys. Me, I need more of Scrooge. I need more of Scrooge. All right, we're back. Okay, uh, but. Idea that a Christmas Carol ends without Scrooge being painted in other versions, such as a Muppet Christmas Carol, is patently false because Gonzo quotes directly from the book that Tiny for Tiny Tim, who did not die to Rizzo the Rat happiness, Scrooge became as a second father to him. Melissa likes that it's more. Melissa likes that it's more gradual in the musical instead of. Oh. But the gradual, this is a Damascus Road experience. There's no gradual <laughs> nonsense. Uh, you know what? Life around. It's I've, I've come to terms uh, over the last few years that it's okay for people to be wrong and never accept, uh, never listen to the truth. Uh, it's sad. Uh, and I will never stop trying to convince them, but I will also respect their their differences of opinion, and that's just what I'm gonna have to do now. This is this is pretty good. It's it's my ten out of twenty. M- nostalgia is definitely buoying it for Melissa for sure, but it's not terrible, Matt. It's better than White Christmas. Yeah, I, I know. I was, I was uh, exaggerating, of course. I'm pretty sorry. It's not that horrible, but... <laughs> thank you. Thank you. It was very generous. I did literally fall asleep. That wasn't a joke. I... Well, uh, you are how much older? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> it was a fine adaptation musical-wise, though. Hmm. Not a great musical. Not a great <laughs> musical. It, it had... It did not have the tone of a musical. You know how musicals have to be a little bit whimsical? It was not whimsical. <laughs> it just kind of felt like shoehorned. No! No, none of the songs are shoehorned. They flow perfectly. You think the end that went on and on flowed perfectly? Yes, because it's it's the closure of seeing Scrooge make right everything instead of just... Uh, I forget how the book words it, but it's pretty much... Ben, he uh, he had a change of heart, and now he's he was a second father to Tiny Tim, and hurrah, the end. Okay, you found it to be a closure to the story. I found it to be a closure to my eyes. How many plays are in it? Only one, Ben. Only one. There you go. Need I say more? But Matt, it's played by Alec Guinness. Alec Guinness is fun. You can't come... I haven't seen it, Yeah. but I'm just saying... There's a definitive Christmas Carol adaptation. There is. That seat's taken. Get in line. You know what the better Scrooge movie is? The other one you guys said, Scrooge with Bill Murray. No. How dare you? I also like that one better. (laughs) Yeah, I watched that one for the first time. Thanks to you guys. And here's one. 
That was especially happy that someone put on their list a very Murray Christmas. I oh, kind of been out there like no I man. No, that was my least favorite of all the movies that we watched. You know, it was weird. It was weird, and I didn't know if I liked it at first. And then halfway, maybe even close to the end, I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is really something!" Like I'm not being—I'm not joking. I mean, you talk about the music being shoehorned in. This movie actually moved me a little bit. Come on. Yes. So I would highly recommend a very Murray Christmas. I would not, <laughs> but I will say the part there at the end with uh, I'm blanking on his name, but he's in Ocean's Eleven. Um, oh, George Clooney. Yeah, and he he's saying, "Daddy needs some loving." That was Santa. cracking up. Yeah, Santa needs some loving. That was that was cracking us up. But the rest of the movie, absolutely a waste of time, even with Bill Murray. Aww. I have only one more thought I really wanted to say on this episode, and that's about National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, because mm-hmm. I watched this movie maybe 15 years ago, did not like it. I always hear people put it on their top movies list. So I thought, all right, this time I'm going to go all in. And I went back and watched for the first time National Lampoon's Vacation and European Vacation, which came first. And then I got to Christmas Vacation. And I don't know for sure if it was watching the series in order and getting more of the context of the characters, or I don't know what it was, but instantly from the very beginning of christmas vacation i was i was into it i gave this one four stars i don't actually like vacation or european vacation but it was like i had to be in the mindset of that world that is just a little silly Hmm. but uh so i became a fan of christmas vacation thanks to you guys yeah i thought it was a fun movie it made my 11 i haven't seen it i won't see it hey ben (laughs) it's thanks to you uh that we watched rare exports and oh, love it. Uh, I was surprised by it that <laughs> I didn't hate it. And I actually kind of liked it. It was uh, like the whole time through, we were like, what, what is going on in this movie? <laughs> what is the point of it? And then the whole, it seems like the whole point of the movie is to suddenly turn around from horror into ha ha. It jokes joke on you, yeah. yeah. And it was—it's kind of funny. It just get kind of gets better in memory. Yeah, I—I I remember liking it fine. Yeah, I also watched it then, and I also liked it just fine. I like when they twist well-known mythology, like the Santa mythology, and make it something different. And this one was darker than you would expect, but yeah, I guess in a good way. I think it was so-so all the way through until the very end. Great ending to this film. I don't know if you even remember it, but Not yeah. Yeah, I think I agree with Matt. So, so listeners and cozers, I was exposed to a lot of Christmas movies. As a Christmas movie lover, I was actually exposed to a bunch of new ones thanks to this initiative. So I just want to say, Ryan, Melissa, thank you, and Merry Christmas. Yeah, and thanks to you, Matt. Uh, we watched The Family Man, and I really liked it. I uh, I didn't think yeah. uh, Nicolas Cage would be really good, but he was really good in this movie. Yeah, he made it happen. Yeah, this one has. He was, a, I, I was I was 18 when this came out, but I have a little bit of nostalgia for this. I saw this in the theater, and yeah, I've always, I've, I have a good time going back to this one. Yeah, and I I like that they didn't like reset time or anything, uh, but he still he gets to make his second chance anyway, mm-hmm. even later in life. So he's good. And you haven't seen Family Man, have you? No, I I know it exists, but I had no idea it was a Christmas movie. It's kind of barely a Christmas movie. I want to know. So. <laughs> it, it is and it isn't. 
It's it is less than Wonderful Life, and some people think Wonderful Life is not. Now on my original uh, list, I had Bad Santa. Yeah. We have any Bad Santa fans? I well, we've not watched it. I haven't seen it. If we had had two more days until we did this episode, Bad Santa was up next in my queue. Oh, Mm. yeah. I've started it actually. I just haven't finished it. So. I wouldn't say I'm a fan yet. I, mean, I, I, I wouldn't recommend it. It's not that good. I've started it, though, so I uh, have to finish it. The Family Man's directed by Brett Ratner. Yeah. I like my, I like my Christmas movies not directed by <laughs> pests. <laughs> but, it, well, yeah. it made my number seven. All right. I don't, well. I don't know why that movie had to exist when It's a Wonderful Life already existed. It is a little bit of a rip-off. Yeah. Isn't that kind of the, the standard take on Brett Ratner movies? Why did that movie have to exist? <laughs> it did not. What is your favorite Brett Ratner movie? Oh, man, I don't even know. Uh, I mean, I guess... I'll be honest, I think his adaptation of Red Dragon is decent. Hmm. I think it's okay. Um, but yeah, he's just... He's not that good. He's... Uh, you know, of all the things to come out of Me Too, having him get cancelled is one of the best. <laughs> I just looked at all his movies. Yeah. yeah. Family Man is my favorite of his movies. That's although I'm yet to watch The Rock's Hercules film. I bet that's a winner. It's got a 2.3 star average on Letterboxd. I hate X Men The Last Stand. Yeah. You know what? Rush Hour. Man, I haven't seen those movies in a long time. I can't remember if I like them or not like them. I think I feel positive towards them. Have you seen Rush Hour? Oh, yeah, I've seen Rush Hour and Rush Hour 2. I don't know if I've seen Rush Hour 3. That could, that could be a good rewatch. Rush I, Hour 1, we are 2, not, and 3. Let me <laughs> say right now, I am not doing a Rushing into Rush Hour. Oh, Rushing into Rush Hour. <laughs> <laughs> for the show. Absolutely not. Hard no. I might rush into Rush Hour in 2024. Right, well, have fun. Thank you. I wanted to add, I liked Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence. I thought that yeah. was. I thought that was a. That was a solid, and it's always David Bowie's always fun. I love David. I just watched uh, The Hunger. Uh, Tony Scott, it's a vampire movie with David Bowie. I love David Bowie. Nope. Uh, the Man Who Fell to Earth is one of his best. He's such a great guy. Man, looking at Brett Ratner's movies is giving me flashbacks. Isn't it depressing? He had a movie called <laughs> After the Sunset, starring Pierce Brosnan and Selma Hayek. I forgot this movie existed, but I saw this in the theater. I don't remember anything about it, but I saw it. Well, maybe when you finish watching all the Rocks movies. You know, all the Ratner. <laughs> rocking it with Ratner. <laughs> that, that's how that we got to end it, I guess. <laughs> I guess that's not the series we're going to do. All right. Let, uh, any last Christmas thoughts? I really don't understand the white Christmas love. My specific love for it or like the world? Just the world. It's very popular. You're not alone on this one. It's fun watching it's... Danny Kay and Bing Crosby bounce off each other, but uh, I think I all the songs. I'll agree with you on that. They they're they're just okay. I don't get the songs. Danny Kay is fine, but I don't think Bing Crosby's great. I don't think the leads have chemistry. I don't get it. I can see from one of my past reviews and. I don't know if this would hold true today, but in one of my past movie reviews, I wrote, this is a perfect Christmas movie. Mm. You're going to have to, going to have to tell me, tell me more next time. Tell me more next year. Matt, uh, you're the one that came up with this. 
What did you say, Brian? You're the one that came up with this list, actually. A couple years ago when we did our scary movies list, you said, why don't we do this for Christmas? And we put you off for two years. So thanks to you for for uh, the inspiration. Yeah, we had fun. It was yeah, fun. I love Christmas movies. Big fan of Christmas in general. Unlike Mr. Grinch the most. <laughs> I'm about to send you a text, Brian. <laughs> it's not related to this episode. Let's it is related to the episode, but I, I'm not allowed to say it. All right. Well, listeners, thanks for being here at 10 to 1. <laughs> A coser, a, a coser joint, a coser de bono Anderson Christmas special. Yeah, I like that. All right, wrap it up. All right, and then we'll do our, we're gonna do our outro separately. So we, you don't have to say anything about us unless you want to tell them that they can find us at thesciphercristian.com. <laughs> Feedback at thesciphercristian.com. TTO at coser dot us for other feedback let us know your favorite christmas movies let us know why people like white christmas did you get my text brian let us know if you've seen eyes wide shut or fanny and alexander <laughs> i have they're great five stars each i'm not talking to you i'm talking <laughs> to the listeners <laughs> and men we know you're not a listener <laughs> even listen to my show that that's that's all from here I'm Matt Anderson. <laughs> I'm Ben Nabono. Put us on burgers and sign it out.